Hey, Space Cadets, I'm Courtney. And I'm Allison. And we are Courtney and also Allison of the Double X Files, which you are listening to. Episode 3. Uh... This is a very special episode because Allison and I have built a blanket fort to record in, and that's it's very comfy. Yes, so if you're listening to this and you're like, holy shit, this sound quality is off the hook, that's why, because we are in a nest of our own creation. We want to sleep in here and also eat our steak sandwiches and just kind of, it's a very womb-like atmosphere. It is. I really feel like... <laughs> Like, I'm worried that I might be about to be born, and I don't want it to happen. <laughs> also, uh, we just watched episode three, Squeeze, and I feel like I need a comforting setting after what I just witnessed. You guys, this was a doozy. <laughs> I, we had to pause it a couple times so Courtney would... <laughs> oh, man. This was a textbook doozy. And, um, okay, I'm going to start by reading you the episode description. So, the episode description for episode one, or season one, episode three, is... Mulder and Skelly search for a humanoid killer whose savage murder spree reoccurs every 30 years. And um, if you remember from our second episode, I predicted that this was going to be um, about a guy who could squeeze through uh, pipes and shit uh, and kill people. And I actually said eat their liver. And I was hoping that I was incorrect about this. But unfortunately, I was very, very correct so in case you are uh, keeping track, uh, I am two for two for the prediction, but I wish I wasn't. Yeah. And you also referred to him as the man with yellow eyes, Yeah, and, which oh. turns out to have been a very scientific uh, prediction oh, because no. he does have yellow eyes because he's terribly jaundiced and that's why he eats livers. Oh, God. I mean, they didn't actually cover that in the episode, but, you know, we're pretty smart, so we just caught on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this episode, like... I, if you listen to the second episode, when I was doing this prediction, I knew this was coming and I kind of had a, an, an inkling that this was the episode where um, all my fears about, like, pipes and drains and what ducks come from. <laughs> uh, because this episode opens with a very, like, it uh, situation, you know, everything floats down here where the this this guy is walking home to his office and and the one shot of it's a dark storm drain and you see these two yellow eyes and that is like ingrained in my <laughs> head and it will continue to be ingrained in my head whenever I walk into a dark room. Um, that's what I'll see. So that's great. Yeah, I did like that it opened on a city at night and you immediately said, this looks like Ninja Turtles. <laughs> well, it kind of had the 90s like beatbox music, like do yeah, do it's a like cool city. Um, uh, I also like that you said, after the storm drain eyes moment happened and ended, you said, well, that's probably the scariest thing that's going to happen in this episode. <laughs> and I was so, so, I'm good. I was so wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> I, but I made it through. Yeah, you did. You did a great job. I, I did. Like, that was the scariest part until the very end. Uh, 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 and I will have nightmares about this one. So <laughs> congratulations, Double X-Files. You've ruined me on episode three. <laughs> um, So we open on that crazy, oh, God, eyes moment. But also the, like, 
spine tingling, like spider arachnophobic music. Like, yeah, like something is coming, oh, creeping God, up to you. God, it's awful. Um, and the victim is up, and he's like, "Oh, sorry, sweetie, I've got a the, the business is not good." So I've got to uh, stay long longer in my office to do more business. Uh, and while he's doing said business, the um, what's it? What is the, what are the things called? The that they crawl through. Oh, like a vent. Vent, yeah, yeah. the vent. The vent screen kind of like unscrews very well, actually. I th- I felt this was a very iconic moment. The unscrewing of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It. It's like. <sighs> But, okay, I tried to suspend disbelief. I'm trying to make it sillier than it looked. But if you unscrew something, it's very jerk. But this guy, like, he was very good at unscrewing from the inside. Oh, yeah. Like, he didn't have to stop at all to, like, adjust his fingers as he was unscrewing Oh, his long, long fingers. It was, like, legitimately just a constant unscrew. I mean, it was a very short screw, but still. eh, Let's not... Let's not dwell on the unscrewing. Let's dwell. Let's dwell on the. Dwell on the screwing. Oh, there wasn't any. No, there wasn't. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) But the the killer goes through the duct and um, kills a guy. He kills that guy. He kills that guy real good. Spoilers. Once again, in the first like five minutes, this guy dies. Suit guy is no more. (laughs) Suit guy, eighties eighties business suit man is no more. And um and yeah, as he kills him, uh, we're on the outside of the door to his office, and then the wooden door splinters, and so that's our clue that this guy, this killer, is extremely strong, (laughs) and also extremely long, elongated. Oh yeah, and has creepy yellow eyes and lives in the sewer. Just like it, the clown from it. What's the clown from it's? What is that? Is he not called it? No, no. He has a name like Merryweather, or oh, I don't Flufflebottom. Okay, that's an amazing name. No, it's not Flufflebottom. But Can it's that something. be my name? <laughs> no, no, I forget. Oh, it, it is creepy. <laughs> it's creepy. Okay, so anyways, we break out of this our sort of like cold open with the horrible murder uh, to see Dana Skelly on a brunch date. With um with this guy uh, who I'm calling haircut, I'm also ca- I called him adult Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, because <laughs> he because he looked like him. Um, and this looks like a very nice location to brunch, so I'm gonna have to look up where that is so we can go there. Yeah, it had like a it was like it was like open air sort of thing. I don't I didn't recognize it in any as anywhere in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. So this guy haircut is wearing a polka dot tie, and basically uh, it seems like he's old friends with Scully from the academy, and he's saying, okay, well I've got this case. And uh, it's like these murders, and I'm definitely going to solve them because I'm fucking amazing. <laughs> and uh, he he wants her help. And he, basically what he's trying to say is like, hey, this is going to help me climb this fucking ladder at the FBI so I can be, you know, top notch. But, um, but, but also it's like, hey, Scully, this is your ticket out of like spooky Mulder's grasp. Yeah. And here's I just want to say this to you, X-Files. I just want to say stop trying to make spooky Mulder happen. Yeah, this is. It's not going to happen. It's not a great nickname. Like, I, I don't, he's not spooky. He's just, I don't know. Yeah. That's not a great nickname. I'm sure we could come up with something else. Um, Probably I not right now. I think we already have, yeah. to be honest, in previous episodes. I think we used, like, the word wiener excessively last episode. dickweed was said. Dickweed, dickhole. Sorry, Mulder. Sorry, Mulder. We can't make scoop, spooky happen for you. We can't make it happen. Um. So, so... 
yeah, Scully gets this offer, and obviously they're buds, so not nothing romantic, which is nice. Yeah. Um. So she agrees to help uh adult Jimmy Olsen haircut haircut <laughs> with this case, and she goes to Mulder. And says, hey, you know, um, I'm going to help out. I'm going to do this, but you can also help me out. Uh, and then Mulder says, hey, why Why didn't ask anyone ask me personally? Uh, why would I make them feel so uncomfortable? He says <laughs> with, like, alien autopsy photos and, like, cryptid, like, posters all over his wall. Yeah, he's basically like, Scully, why don't people like me? Am I off-putting? And we're like, Yeah. You are. <laughs> when you go around Mulder and ask everyone about, do you believe in UFOs? Like, that's not normal human behavior. But, like, everything you say is, like, a shitty comment. Like, it's like a witty retort. As this episode proves, like, oh. you got a bad attitude, Mulder. So- and I know it's from years of being worn down and not believed, but you just, you got to curb your shitty tune. Yeah, it, it, it's it's the number of one-liners he had. It was like he showed up. Had a one-liner and then left. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. That's you do make people feel uncomfortable, Mulder. Okay, yeah, you make them feel bad about themselves. <laughs> um, so they went to go. Mulder and Scully and Haircut slash Adult Jimmy Olsen go to uh, examine the office where the business guy got killed. Yeah. Uh, and, um, they're, you know, Scully and, 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 and other agent, you know, they're looking through papers and they're looking for evidence and Mulder hones right for that air duct that the stretchy guy got into and out of, of course. Yeah. And this episode really goes to great lengths to show that Mulder is a loose cannon. (laughs) But also, I guess, quite smart like yeah, he knew he's, right he's away good at his job he knew right away and he took like he took those old-fashioned uh foot uh, not footprints fingerprinting he had one of those yeah, kits yeah. he had like he dusted for prints and then he found a very long fingerprint fingerprints for days is what i wrote yeah. down really elongated weird like you could say it was quite alien like and i'm sure Mulder popped a little boner there like oh finally yeah he was like oh my god <laughs> and then adult jimmy olsen slash haircut was like please stop like ejaculating all over the crime scene <laughs> to be honest oh no <laughs> um so he goes he takes these fingerprints and they go back to to Mulder's office and he kind of reveals to scully this is a serial. I have this. I have these fingerprints in my X file that I've been keeping forever, and yeah. and there's like this. This guy has been killing for hundreds of years, and they have two different sets of fingerprints: one from the 30s and one from the 60s. Yeah. Um, and he actually says, like, uh, Scully kind of baits him, like, "Oh, you know, is it aliens?" And Mulder says, "No, it's not aliens. That's stupid. Like, please, it's." Of's not aliens. It's just a guy who's lived a hundred years and also is an X-Men because he's kind of a mutant. And... Like, no big deal, but it's obviously not aliens. <laughs> it's like, you're, you're waiting. You're wait- Mulder has been waiting for aliens forever. But, you know, that's stupid to assume that it's aliens, Scully. Don't do that. Yeah. Ugh. So he convinces Scully that they should just run, because the X-File started, you know, in the 1930s, technically they have... You know, it's their case and not haircuts. But he's saying, well, let's just run our investigation separately and never the twain shall meet. He, he actually says, says that. Which is, oh my God. He actually says um, that. Someone, a writer wrote that down. A writer wrote those words. And um, shame. No, I'm just kidding. It's fine. It's a fine line. It's good. Um, so 
Scully's like, well, okay, I will do that. And she goes back to present her report to the FBI Boys Club and says... Oh, it's so a boys club. Yeah, this is our first, like, real indication that the FBI is a super boys club. But, I mean, I think that's something that we all assume. We assume. But I did like how, like, I'm sure there's going to be rampant sexism throughout the series. Yeah. But Scully, I love how she specifically handles herself in that situation. Yeah. Like, she manipulates them, too. Yeah, for sure. So it's, it's nice to see, as a, from two female perspective... It's refreshing. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to see her, like, know exactly how to handle this shitty yeah. boys club that she is forced to be a part of. Yeah. So she she reports to the boys club that, like, hey, it's a serial killer. She doesn't mention all the crazy stuff that Mulder says, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she says, you know, this is a OCD liver taker type situation. Classic. Um, <laughs> classic. Classic liver taker. Washes his hands, like, seven times and then takes some livers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so she says, hey, um, usually killers, if they become frustrated, they maybe return to their old stomping grounds, their own, their old killing grounds. So they decide to stake out, um, the business, the, I guess the garage of the business. Yeah. She goes to stake out the garage of the building where the businessman was killed. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is. Yeah, another true moment of shitty Mulder, because she oh, yeah. she hears a weird noise, she gets out of her car, and we're like, don't do it! Um, and then she, like, creeps around, and then encounters Mulder, who's basically only there to be like, hey, you're stupid, he's not coming back here, you're an idiot, bye! And then he leaves. Like, you don't, what, the reason why he's there, it's not clear, the reason no, why he's he, there. like, he is just there, and then he's like, you're dumb, and this is dumb, see ya! And then he's about to leave. Yeah. And th- so literally... Where did he go? Why did he even go there? No, I don't know. He... he. I, I don't know how he figured... I guess Scully must have oh, told him. Oh, she probably told him, like, oh, I'm doing a stakeout. So out. he chose to come with his little bag of sunflower seeds and his little, like, 90s little je- ripped jeans outfit that he had on. <laughs> and he's like, sorry, Scully. He's not coming back. He's killing someone else right now. And you guys are wrong because you're not listening to me. See ya. And he oh, leaves. Just the shittiest oh. thing that he could have done. Yeah, that's not great. Um, so, and then he's leaving and he passes this ductwork and he hears all these bings and bangs coming from inside of it. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I was wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> but I thought, I mean, this is filmed in Vancouver. I didn't recognize the car park exactly. Well, I haven't been in a lot of car parks in Vancouver. I guess not. But but, but I'm just thinking, oh, that's probably just a fat raccoon you got there. It's <laughs> been <laughs> eating, like, eating takeout from Chinatown. Oh, yeah. Had some dim sum, and now it can't fit right Too many pork buns. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that's what I was expecting. I didn't think they were catching the guy right away. I thought it'd be like, oh, womp womp, Scully is wrong, and Mulder is right, and that's how the world works in the But it wasn't a fat raccoon. No, it was yellow eyes, and he was in there, and he was like, hey, guys, I work for animal control, and there was a dead cat, and I'm just, like, coming to get it in the dead of night, NBD. Well, he didn't actually say that. No, he, he didn't just, say anything. He was super... <laughs> he was just super sweaty, and like... Oh, he was so sweaty, oh, well, like, <laughs> I guess if you're... If you're, if you're crawling around in the ductwork... It's be really hot. You get real sweats. Well, isn't duct... Like, okay, this is a really stupid question, but why do... Why do... Is, is that where the air conditioning goes? Yeah, the aircon. And the heat... Uh, yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm alarmed that we're discussing this, but... <laughs> I, 
know. I don't know how houses work yeah, <laughs> or building. That's, that's fair. I just li- literally because every vi- video game, it's you crawl through the ductwork. Oh yeah. And you're like, no one says it's too cold or too hot. I yeah, just, no one says anything about the temperature. I just thought it was like buildings had that in. So video game characters, really? I don't, I, I, I don't like because. No, we have those in my office for the aircon. Do you? Yeah. Are you worried now? That, now I'm worried. Yeah, that a fat raccoon that ate too much dim sum is gonna crawl in and barf all over your desk. Yes, now I'm very worried about that. Not if I barf on my desk first. <laughs> womp womp. Um. So, anyways, they take yellow eyes and they do uh. A lie detector test with him, and Mulder throws in a few questions like, oh, "Hey, are you favorite. like a hundred years old? And hey, have you ever been to like Powhatan Mills? And <laughs> like, hey, did you fucking murder people in three different decades?" I love the questions because it's like, "Is your name's Tombs? Yes. Do you live at this address? Yes. Are you a hundred years old?" <laughs> And, and the FBI guys are watching, like, oh, that must be, like, to test. If, yeah, that's, like, like, a solid control <laughs> question. Mulder's like, no. No, I, fuckers, I put it in there. <laughs> I'm interested. I'm a loose cannon. Oh, no. Um, and then, so he finishes the lie detector test, and then I love that the, the woman doing the lie detector test is like, he nailed it. Like, she she literally <laughs> says, he nailed it. He, but, but, but as Mulder pointed out, he specifically lied on the hundred years old. Oh yeah. He lied on that. And he lied. He said he didn't (laughs) kill anyone in Powhatan Mills. Yeah. But okay. So I don't understand. This is weird to me. Mm -hmm. It caught him at a lie saying that he lied about being a hundred years old, but he also lied about being at that place 60 years ago. But how did he get... He said he didn't kill the businessman. Yeah, but he obviously did. But he did. But the lie detector test didn't get that? So, listeners, if you're an expert on lie detector tests, please write in and let us know well, yeah, how that, that happened. Because that's kind of a loophole. Like, it doesn't make no sense. It doesn't make any sense. Because she says, oh, he nailed it. Like, he passed. He obviously didn't. But he did kill. So, he did kill, yes. So, so why, why, did he, why did he choose to pretend that he lied with... The hundred year old question they caught him, but not the "Did you kill this businessman last night?" question. Mm-hmm. So I I have some questions about about lie detector tests. Please write in. I want to know how accurate they are. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand so, a lot of things. I don't understand how building duct works. Apparently. <laughs> oh man. So anyways, they let Tim's go because he nailed it on yeah. that test. Uh, and then Mulder's like, "This is bullshit." And then he like. Tells Scully, I forget exactly what he says to Scully, but he touches this necklace that's around her neck, and basically his hand is like super close to her boobs. And I'm no, like, yeah, he adjusts. This is inappropriate. He, adju- he adjusts the necklace. Yeah, on her, but obviously that's to indicate that she a has a necklace and b that comes into play later. Yeah, but also his fingers are like tenderly brushing the tops of her breasts. There's a. So- <laughs> I feel like that's a line in a fan fiction. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm just writing it right now. Oh. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, there, there's a lot of finger play in this episode. Oh, God! <laughs> you guys are going to need a minute. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. elongated okay. finger. Oh, so no. So after that, he shows her, they, they take Toombs' fingerprints that he just had because he was, uh, you know, booked. And then um, Mulder's like, but what if I do this? And then he makes it thinner and longer, and it matches the print he took off of the vent. 
Which and they're is like, oh, it's the guy. Which is something, again, as FBI agents, you'd think, you know, you have Photoshop. Let's, you know, this is obviously an abnormal fingerprint. So maybe if we stretch it, let's let's figure that out. But they didn't. They didn't. I don't know. <sighs> that's a big, that's a big, that's a big situation there. Mm-hmm. A, that the lie detector test is kind of weird. B, the, the, the fingerprint Photoshop thing. I had issues with that. But I had issues with like creepy things in this episode anyway. So I'm trying to make myself feel better <laughs> of how inaccurate it is. And the graphics on that fingerprint detector were like insanely. Oh, it was great. great. It was, it was great. like Microsoft Paint. It was. <laughs> it was like Mario Paint. I can draw a clown. Look. <laughs> yeah. No, do you remember Kid Picks? I do. I loved Kid Picks. <laughs> I was all about Kid Picks. That's what they used to measure the fingerprints. Yeah, they did the fingerprints in Kid Picks. And then they animated it and made a little farm. And then they the added a bunch of stickers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so obviously, because of the lie detector test, uh, him being 100 years old, and because Mulder created uh, an elongated fingerprint, which matched with the other fingerprint, uh, Toombs is the guy. Obviously. Yeah, so we know for sure. We know for sure now. Um, <laughs> obviously, we didn't know before him being a super, super creepy man, but now we know. Yeah. Uh, so it cuts to a, a regular house, really yeah. nice house, actually. Um, and Toombs is, you know, cr- straight out creeping outside. He's creeping hard. Oh, God. Oh, he's so creepy. And he Spider-Man's up the wall. Mm-hmm. Now, you said, like, I don't know about his Spider-Man powers, his climbing ability. Yeah. And then you said, well, his fingers stretch. Yeah. If you're, to it, get into the grooves of the bricks. Ooh, yeah. Um, and then he, so he parkours up to the roof and then he <laughs> squeezes himself down the chimney. Yes. Uh, now, we thought... He was killing um, an FBI guy. We F- thought that the guy in the house was an FBI guy, but it was just a regular guy. And you guys, what happened here is that all white men look alike. Sorry, yeah, I I'm sorry if we have to say it, but all old white dudes all look alike. All old white dudes we are were identical. So confused. <laughs> we were like, isn't that the FBI guy? But no, it's just some regular guy. The whole time we're like, oh, that's the FBI guy, and then they come in and say, no, that's yeah. Someone but else. it was like an old gray-haired man in a suit. Which, let's be honest put five of those in a lineup i'm like these are all the same person they're all the same creepy old men um but what we did recognize we didn't recognize who the guy was but we also recognized he had a badass wood panel fridge oh his house was dope yeah his house was super choice he had a frosted glass door that was not an exterior door it was fully interior yeah it's like oh and it was frosted and it had like art deco ingrained in it yeah oh. it was amazing i i want to know where this house was the yeah. guy's dead so we could buy it, I assume. Get yeah. all weird stains in it. How do you think... Um, how long do you think it would take to clean up a dead body from a house? And how much do you think that costs? Guys, write in if you know the answer. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, you would have to take care of the smell. Yeah, if you've done this before... I guess that's a job. Just email us and let us know because we're curious. I guess that's a job, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a job. So you would have to take out the carpet. But also, if you've personally killed someone and then had to clean up afterwards... Yeah, let us know. Let us know. Because <laughs> I want to know. Because uh, you would have the stain, you would have the smell, but I don't know, it would probably seep into the floorboards and... Yeah, I'm sure it's, like, going to stick around for a while. So obviously the house would be on discount. Yeah. So that would be fine. 
I like that. So what we have to do, Allison, is find a house that someone has been killed in and buy it because it'd be super cheap. Hell yeah, let's do it. Okay. That's how you afford a house in Vancouver, friends. Hey, if you guys know a house where someone's been killed that we can buy for real cheapo. Or someone, you have a hot, hot tip and someone's about to be killed in that. Let us know. Let us know. Uh, Promise we will not tell the police. (laughs) We will buy the house. Yeah, it'll be fine. Especially weird. Well, I'm sorry. I really want that wood panel fridge. Yeah, Where do you even buy those? Pretty dope. Oh God. And and then the okay. So I, I obviously this is kind of scary. He's been scaring me. Tombs have been scaring me this whole time. Oh yeah, you're not. You're clearly not thrilled as we're watching this. <laughs> but this murder was was fine. It was hilarious because it was in super slow motion. Tombs like leaps upon this indiscriminate like white guy number five yeah and kills him but it's super slow motion and you can kind of see the legs kicking so either they're having sex or, <laughs> or he's <laughs> just dying. fully clothed just full, some dry humping action <laughs> in slow motion um so that's fine that's that's i'm okay with that murder it yeah. was the other murders i was not okay with or the attempted <laughs> you murders. heard it here first folks courtney okay with some murders not others <laughs> It's okay. It's fine. Oh, oh. So I also want to, uh, I'm going to, I wrote down a quote. You said, Allison. Oh, no. The next shot was Mulder and Scully talking about, oh, no, talking at the library. And Allison says, and I quote, oh, Mulder's kind of handsome there. There you have it. I don't think that's exactly what I said. You I think, said no. You said he was handsome. You used the word handsome. I, I know. I said. I know. I said handsome, but I meant it in the sense of well, he's not unhandsome. No, you're like you're into it. Okay, let's <laughs> you, not go over. No, mine. you're into because remember our first episode. You're like I said. Oh yeah, he's kind of good looking. You're like no, no, he's a wiener. But you're you're on the Look, spooky Mulder he's train. He's an actor. He too, has to too. be handsome. I'm not planning on harvesting any dickweed. If that's what you're asking, but. Whoa. He's not unattractive. Harvesting dickweed. I mean, I'm fully more on the Skelly train than the Mulder train. Oh, everyone should be on the Skelly train. Everyone's on the Skelly train. Oh, gosh. She's beautiful. She's gorgeous. But yeah, he he's... And and the way he looks at her now is... is, is Smitten. Oh, wow. I And again, we talked about this before. Like, she's probably the first girl other than his mom who has listened to him yeah <laughs> and is like yes honey there's aliens that's fine uh so they had they had a moment and you called Mulder handsome mm-hmm. and, and then they looked through a lot of like micro microfilm microfilm <laughs> it's like this action 80s action sequence with them looking through oh microfilm. i love that it's like an 80s training sequence but with <laughs> With them like so, looking through microfilm, so it would flash to the like flash to the microfilm, and then like flash to like Mulder rubbing his temples, like oh, I've been doing this all night. Yeah, and then to like back to the microfilm, and then to Scully like intently looking through like, articles, oh, and then back to Mulder like taking off his glasses and rubbing his eyes, like oh, this is so hard. <laughs> it was a delight. I've been through. I've I've been in that situation. I've been in the basement of an archives looking through mi- microfilm, and it's I didn't have an eighties like action sequence <laughs> i wish i did it looks very glamorous I, I wish you had because that would be enjoyable to watch <laughs> to be the best you gotta look through this film and you gotta make it through the test <laughs> that's like your pokemon theme song but about microfilm <laughs> that's as a historian that's what you have playing oh, while you nice. go through the archives in your, <laughs> in your head that was amazing. so did they find anything 
Um, well, what they found was they found the articles about um, the cop who had been investigating the murders in the 1930s. Oh, so yeah. So then they went to Powhatan Mills to talk to that cop who looks like a sea captain. Yeah, you said you said he looked like George R.R. Martin. It's George R.R. in the flesh. But I said, no, 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 he looks better than George R.R. R. Martin. <laughs> he was he's like he very decrepit decrepit in a wheelchair, but he looks better than George R.R. Oh Martin. boy, oh boy. I'm sorry, George. We love you, George. Sorry. Um so this police officer had worked on the 1960s? No, what? he worked on the... He was the lead detective on the 1930s murders. 1930s? How old is this? Well, that I was a little, like, skeptical Like, he timeline. didn't look, like, 90. He looked... I think he was supposed to be 90. Really? Yeah. He looked really good then. He was um, the head detective or the lead detective or, like, a junior detective. He was some kind of detective on the 1930s murders. I feel like I don't want to say... Anything I'm not sure about. Um, well, but, no, that's fine. Then because yeah. people can argue with us and correct us, yeah, and that's us, half the fun. Tell us we're wrong. Um, <laughs> and then he was working a desk job at the, in the 1960s because everyone was like, "This guy's crazy. Uh, keep him at a desk." But he did some of his own investigation. So there were a few issues that I had with this scene. Well, um, oh, so he, you're telling me he was the guy who worked in the 1930s? I'm sorry. Back up. Yeah. He he lived through the Great Depression. He didn't look like like he looked like he was through the maybe Vietnam War. But that's about it. I don't know. Well, and because he was like, oh, when I heard in 1945 about, like, the death camps and then... And so clearly yeah, he he's was... meant to be very old. And also, there was... I feel like there was, like, supposed to be a theme running through this episode, but it really only made it to this character. The genocide. The genocide, where he's like, when I went into that room where the tombs had killed someone, I... F it felt like the genocide. And when I heard about the genocide, I thought of that room. And when I heard of, like... Uh, the Kurds and the Bosnians, I thought of that room. So it was, and I'm not saying that's not, you know, it, I think it just like, it got a little more conceptual. It got muddled. We were, yeah, it muddled the theme overall. Because I was like, well, is this maybe, I mean, I, obviously this character is not done. Yeah. So maybe it's going to be brought up because the old policeman's like kind of inferred that, or I inferred that. You know, the the um, World War Two genocides and the Bosnian one and all this kind of horrible things created this guy. Yeah, it did. He made it sound like like all the horror of humanity had created tombs, which is it was a really weird thing. It wasn't a through line through the entire episode. It, it was only this character that had that point of view. And it just it got really like weirdly conceptual. Yeah. And maybe it will come up again. But it's almost like, oh, humanity created this monster. But it because... was clearly like just a genetic like yeah. mutation. It yeah. wasn't He was an X Men. Yeah, he was an X Men. It was a mutation. It wasn't uh, I don't know. I don't know. It I don't was, know. It, we're not gonna try and understand things <laughs> that we don't understand. But and then my other question about this guy was one of the things that he had in his case files from the sixties when he did a little digging on his own was he had a piece of liver from one of the people whose livers had been stolen. And just hanging out in a Folgers coffee can. Like, just in his, like, little trunk. And I'm like, how did this guy get this? And who let him keep it? Well, if he was a cop during the 1930s, I'm sure they're not locking shit down. But he down. got it in the 60s. Oh, got in the 60s. Yeah. Well, you know, if you're a police officer and you have this old fogey guy and he's been in the force, like, forever... And he does weird things. I'm not going to ask questions. They're going to be like, just let him keep it. Just that let him liver. keep it. Like, it's like, you know, he goes and steals someone's lunch from the fridge. Just just let him have your burrito, man. Well, I'm going to come out and say that I am on the fence about this concept overall. <laughs> about him? About him or having the burrito a piece stealing. Of <laughs> no, I understand the burritos things. Okay. People, let me have your burritos. I'm old and weird. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. Because it sounded like people kind of counted him off as crazy. So they're just like, here, just let him have it. And I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of holes, which I'm okay with pointing out because that makes things less scary. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyways, the cop tells them... You know, he used to live at this apartment, which is the same one that they had registered to him. And it's at 66 Exeter Street, which is um, behind Hastings. Yeah. we uh, Beside actually, the Model Express. Yeah, the Model. Okay. So if you're from Vancouver, you might know Model Express. It's where you get super sweet drag and or hooker boots. I love them. Or stripper boots or burlesque stuff. Um, you go in and they have everything. They're fantastic. And it's run by like a little old Asian couple and they're very sweet. Um, so we want to go to a field trip behind the Model Express. Yeah, we're going to go take a pic beside um, Eugene Toombs' apartment building. So I wonder if it's still there. I kind of can't picture the what's sign, next to the it. The sign might not be still there, but it's Har- Army and Navy is right there. Hmm. We're going to go on a Vancouver field trip, you guys. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. Um. So they go into his apartment, uh, and his place is a literal hole in the wall. <laughs> yeah, is, it was. There's a hole in the wall, and they climb down, and they have their little flashlights, um, and they're looking around, and they find his nest. So, okay, so it's like this weird uh, newspaper, like, you said, like, bile and yeah. spit paper mache. He made it with bile, as we did the fort we are sitting in right now. <laughs> and the first thing, it looks gross. Like, it looks like Oh, it, it looks disgusting. It looks like someone pooped and or spat it out. And the first thing, the first thing Mulder's like, oh, this is the hole that... This is the hole that he goes in and out. And then Mulder, like, sticks his whole hand in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's used to oh, that. Oh, man, don't stick your hand in that hole. Someone lives in there. Mulder finds something weird, immediately sticks his hand in. <laughs> his whole hand. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. He just wants to get right in there. He wants to get all the oh. way Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um... Yeah, so, and then he's like, oh, no, I touched it, and it's gross. And then he's like, oh, you know what I've just realized is that this is 100% super obviously the place that he hibernates for 30 years uh, every oh, time yeah. he eats five livers. And we're like, okay, Mulder, like, tone it down. Well, it all fits. This like, whole- it makes sense, but how did he just, like, he just came up with that realization after he put his hand in the hole? <laughs> So it was magical bile. And he was, was like, magical psychic he bile. gained the, he gained the memories of tombs through the bile. Like he had a little, let that so Raven moment. Like, oh, he I understand did. everything. That's so Mulder. <laughs> that's a new catchphrase. Yeah. That's so Mulder. Look for it on a t-shirt. Oh, so I'm laughing, but inside I'm crying inside. Cause the next thing that happens is legitimately the worst part of the episode oh it just ruined Corey. oh i had to where there was i wrote oh no <laughs> and you also said oh no like five times <laughs> so uh they're walking out of there and it's it's scully in the shadow and she's like oh i got hooked on something and it's like and then she walks off and then the light shines and it's like the tomb's hand had grabbed her necklace mm-hmm. and he's hanging from the ceiling yeah and it's very disturbing because the fingers brushing against Scully and like oh, oh he straight up snatched it oh oh it's so gross yeah so I, Courtney just died inside I died and then and then after oh yeah what the the case is called off or something yeah, what so happened Mulder and Scully are like okay we gotta get someone to watch this building because yeah. he's gonna come back here we're gonna catch him and it's gonna be like okay we nailed it uh and then so Mulder gets haircuts men 
to relieve him and watch the place. And Haircut's real fucking PO'd about it. He's like, well, you can't do that. This is my case. You can't take my men. And he calls the whole thing off and he calls off the surveillance on the um, apartment building and then Skelly just nails this guy to the oh, wall. Oh, that was great. That was a wonderful piece of Skelly-like character. Yeah, because he she's like, well, do you really think this is going to like help you climb the ladder? And he's like, oh, yeah, I do. It's going to be pretty dope up there at the top. And she's like, I hope you fucking fall down onto your ass. Yeah, I can't wait to see you fall down on your ass. And then we were just like, yes, yes queen. Yes, queen. <laughs> <laughs> I love Scully. Scully's Super my great. hero. Yeah, no, I just I'm I appreciate I appreciate how she is written. Yeah. And I appreciate how she deals with this fucking man world. Yeah. Because that's the world we unfortunately all live in. And the thing that I love about this like dichotomy between Mulder and Scully is that everything he says is like a shitty comeback, but Scully really just is so patient and she saves her comebacks for when she knows they're really going to hit hard. Yeah. And they do and they're vicious and they're brilliant. I just, I do want Scully just once to just tear Mulder a new one. Oh, just tear him apart. Because I think he needs that. Yeah. (laughs) He needs to be, she needs to burn it down and build it up. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen throughout these. Yeah. I'm very excited. So this is this is the other one that gets to me. Uh, you think Scully's a smart lady, and mm-hmm. and she's she's been with Mulder, you know, I guess a third case, right? And um, so uh, the 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 what's it called has been called off. Yeah, the, the, the stakeout. The stakeout. The stakeout has been called off, and so she's pissed. She's po'd. So she calls Mulder, and Mulder's not answering, and he she actually says. Oh, you know, you must know that we've been called off the case, so you must be taking the night off. But I, this is the same Mulder who ran in the middle of an airbase. Yeah. This is the same Mulder who, like, goes grave robbing. Yeah. Does she not know him? <laughs> I mean, I feel like at this point we're supposed to expect that she doesn't know him that well, but I, Scully's pretty familiar. We know him that we well. We know him that well. But I don't know. Um, so meanwhile, he's also trying to get a hold of her. She's in her house about to take a bath. Oh, uh, which is going to be truly relaxing. And this is the second time I wrote, I, I literally stopped taking notes and I just wrote, oh no. Yeah. Oh, so Toombs is outside her outside window and it's all creepy. And I'm never, ever going to look at dark windows the same again, especially in the bathroom. Yeah. Do I have any windows in the bathroom? Oh, good. I don't think I do. No, oh. All of your bathrooms are fully windowless. You're safe. Oh, thank God. But they have, do they have vents? Do they have vents? Literally everything has a vent. Oh, no. (laughs) So watch out for fat raccoons. I've never, yeah. Oh, okay. Fat raccoons that have eaten too much dim sum. I'm okay in our nice blanket fort, though. I feel safe. It's very safe in here. A little warm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little sweaty. Not good Um, a lot. So anyways, Toombs breaks into Skelly's house. He has a scuffle with her. Her shirt lifts up, and I'm like, yeah. (laughs) And, um... Mulder shows up just in the nick of time, even though I think pretty sure Scully had a handle, to be honest. I don't think uh, yeah, she, she really needed to come by. She was, she was. For someone who, I mean, Toons was supposed to be super strong. Yeah. Scully was handling herself. She had her shit handled. Yeah, but but he went, he was going straight for that liver. Yeah. He was going, he, wanted he was that. going in. And can I, can you blame him? No. No. Sweet, sweet liver. <laughs> um, so they, uh, Mulder, Mulder comes in and he manages to handcuff Toons to the radiator and we're like, really, guys, this is. This worked? Yeah, you think that he was squeezed out of that. But yeah. I guess if he's covered, then it's fine. Yeah. But he ends up in jail, 
making his own little nest again. Yeah, he's doing, uh, he, as soon as he gets in jail, he does some serious papier-mâché. Yep, with his spit. With his spit and his bile. Ew. Um, and he's making a little nest in his room. And um, and we're left with the shot of, it, he's in that, like, insane asylum room, so it's, like, padded and no windows, but there is a slot to put the food in. Yeah. And you know he's going to get out of that slot, and he's going to come out and kill people again. Yeah, we're it's it's a very dun-dun-dun ending. And um, also the music at this ending I love, and I need someone to use it in a dope mixtape right away. Was it? Oh, yeah, it was pretty It was pretty cool. It was really cool. The other weird music was not so great. No, I liked this a lot, This though. one was good. Um, so how do you feel about this episode, Allison? Okay, well, here's my thing about this character is I don't understand if all he has to do is get five livers so he can hibernate for another 30 years, why is he going for such difficult targets? Why is he not just killing five drifters? Hmm. I think, well, Mulder said that he he likes he Like likes he likes the, the challenge, but at the same time... I don't know, guys. I'm just not <laughs> buying it. I guess if you're a killer, you want to... I mean, just killers kill are... those drifters. I, if you've killed a drifter. <laughs> don't write in. I don't want to know. <laughs> That's horrible. No, turn yourself in. Why are you listening to our show? Uh, I think, I think, I mean, the, the obviously, he's nuts. Obviously, yeah, psychologically, he's not like great. A, he has a profile. If you live forever, you probably are so bored. Yeah, that you're like. So if you if get so if this. you're just on Hastings, just killing five drunk guys, like that's nothing. That's that's your whole life, and then you go back in your hole for thirty yeah, years. Yeah, I guess so it is like a game to him. Like he can't like play. He he doesn't have a computer. He can't like play World of Warcraft and then like, oh, I feel fulfilled. I'm level a hundred now. I'm a death knight. He, that's his game. <laughs> oh, he gets to level 30 and then he hibernates and then he gets to level 60. <laughs> what kind of character do you think he'd play on World of Warcraft? A Tauren. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty, he's pretty he, small. He I feel he wants to be pretty he beefy. He wants to be beefy. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's probably it. Does that make you feel better? Yeah, it does. I, okay. I'm glad we talked it out. <laughs> but overall, I did, you know, I liked this episode. I think it's a fun one. I don't think they overthought the plot too much, which is usually what I have a well, problem with. Well, the genocide thing. I mean, yeah, that's the one thing where I'm like, guys, I think you could have cut this because it does not make sense. Um, and then again, we go to the cop at the end and he's reading the newspaper and like the front story on the newspaper is like, like, what have we learned from the genocide or ethnic cleansing? And then he opens it and sees the article about tombs. But... Which I thought was really sad that, like, Mulder and Scully didn't visit him again. Like, hey, man, we caught the guy. Yeah, they just, just like, let this old, sad man. No, he probably just picked up he the newspaper. <laughs> this old, sad man who's, like, apparently 95 years old, but yeah, he looks pretty good. They just gave him the one thing that he'd been hoping for for years and years, and then they're just like, peace. Peace. I, that's pretty sad. Yeah. I didn't like that part. But, okay, so how, how are you? Yeah, what's your grading? My one rating. One ten is ten is super super pissed. Don't want to watch anymore. One is like happy happy happy. I say this is like a three. Really? Yeah. Okay. This is one of the. I mean, this is one of the more popular episodes, or the ones that one of the ones that people know about. Um, and it's a good ep- it's a good episode. It's well written. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Scully is like fire in it. I yeah. love her, and uh, it did not give me a case of the angries. No. Um, How do you feel? Uh, this is going to give me nightmares. I'm just going to go all out say it. Like the vent thing. And and I'm sure this is, it gave me nightmares. I mean, I remembered this episode, right? I remember the yellow eyes. I remember the liver thing. And 
if I remembered it that far off, then I will have an issue with it again. So we'll see how well I sleep tonight and how well I exist in a house full of vents that creak. Um, I feel bad for my husband who's going to have to like... (laughs) <laughs> like check every vent as I go through the house <laughs> with a broom like sorry Courtney there's nothing in here check check underneath the bed check it again check it again yeah um in terms of spookiness alien like I said alien thumbs up uh I'm gonna give this on the scary scale like like a like a four out of five oh, I really? I was okay. super disturbed wow it will some of those shots like just burrow into your mind. Oh right? yeah, I mean it's real. It's real iconic stuff that people are gonna remember. And I actually remember, I think when I was little, seeing my parents watch this episode and just being like terrified of the vent in my bedroom for years yeah. and years and years. Terrified something was gonna come up out of it. Yeah, and I think this is it. So this is the shit that ruins your children. So don't let your kids watch this, please. Yeah, unless you want, unless you really want to, like, a disturbed child. If that's Though, what you're going for. We sure. came out okay. Oh, we're not the worst. We're not the worst. So well, maybe it's okay. Yeah, the unscrewing of the vent, that is something I remember. And the eyes is something I remember. Yeah. So it's not great. It's not, yeah. So four out of five, super spooped. Uh, I, I, I'm going to be sleeping with my head under the covers. I might be sleeping in our, in our fort tonight. That's a good idea. It's real cozy in there's here. no, there's no, no, there's no like vents. No. So I'll be okay. Um, cool. So I think, uh, we want to go to our new segment we've never done before. And that's the personal X-Files segment. Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you. Cause we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get affected, we will never leave you. We want to hear about your personal X-File. Yeah, so this is where we're going to talk about your personal X-Files, things that have happened to you that you would qualify as an X-File. So please um, write into us at doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com, and we will talk about the creepy things that have happened to you in your life. Yeah, and we promise to be super nice because we have had some creepy stuff happen to us, too. Oh, we're so here we're, to support you Yeah, fully. this is a community. We're not going to make fun of you, right? Yeah, we're not going to be – I'm not going to be a skeptical skelly about your stories and i will be molder i will be fully engaged and like into it (laughs) tell me more (laughs) so this time specifically we want to talk about spooky house happenings yeah um weird things that have happened to you in houses because i feel like that's a pretty big genre of people's um spooky stories yeah so you have an email from a listener correct i have an email from my buddy gibson um, that he sent to me about a spooky story that he has. Yeah, thank you for writing into us. That's really nice of you. Yay, Gibby, you're the best. Um, so his story is when he was four or five, he had a dream that he was in his bathroom taking a bath. Um, and in this dream, he, the house was being redesigned by a guy with black hair and a mustache. Um, and his mom, who didn't look like his mom, uh, dried him off and took him to his bedroom, which was super different than what his bedroom actually looked like. So... When he woke up, he was like, well, that was a really vivid dream. And he went to ask his mom about it. He asked if there was someone they knew that helped put the wallpaper up. uh, Because I guess in the dream, this mustache and black hair guy was putting wallpaper up. And she said that the descriptions that he had for the way the house looked and the person who was putting the wallpaper up um, matched the previous owners of the house. Mm. So he's like, okay, well, that makes sense. You know, maybe I met them when we moved in. Or something. Maybe I am familiar with them in some way and I just put them in my dream. Uh, and his mom said that they bought the house six months before he was born. So there was no possible way he could have remembered them or ever met them. Oh. So that's spooky because it's like, 
you know something that's happened and the fact it was a, house. it was a very vivid dream yeah a very vivid dream um the, he says the most vivid dream he had had up to that point because usually when you have dreams i don't know about you but i have like like you're eating marshmallows and you're riding a dragon and everything is purple yeah like it doesn't make sense but this sounds like he was in that world yeah oh that's weird so that's really creepy because it's like something to do with this location that's tied to this location that you don't you have no no like tangible experience of but it's still appearing in your subconscious do you were the owners dead were the old owners dead did uh, he, he did not say because i've heard like the whole concept of like ghosts and hauntings were so one of the theories is it's an echo of what actually happened before so, you know, maybe if the old, maybe if they were happening or the old owners were dead, it's an echo of something that happened in the house before mm-hmm. and your your buddy like picked up on it. That's really weird. Yeah. That's bizarre. Um, well, thank you for writing in. Uh, I hope I never have a dream like that. And I hope you're handling that dream. Okay. Uh, thank you for telling us that super creepy story. Yes. Um, I hope you have magical ghost powers because it sounds like you do. <laughs> Super weird. I wonder if he still lives in that house. I don't know. I wonder if he has other weird stories about that house. I want to know more. Gibby, if you have other stories about that house, let us know. Yeah, I don't want to visit that house. It sounds super creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Echoes of past owners. Okay, so Courtney, why don't you tell us your uh, spooky house X-Files? Okay, um, so... I lived in New England for most of my, like, teenage life. And if you ever been into New England, you know how fucking old everything is. <laughs> and um, in New England, if you sell a house, you actually have to put in the kind of Ritter if there has been any paranormal experiences in the house. And that's like a standard lawyer, like, real estate thing. That's crazy. Like, you have to circle yes or no and explain. So, like, we were, we looked at houses when my parents and my sister and I were looking to buy a house. Um, we had just moved there. We looked at houses as, like, yeah, it's had um, paranormal experiences and there's, like, poltergeist activity. Oh, my God. Like, they recorded plates falling off and you know constant weird noises in the basement or whatever but there's this house and it's called the tom thumb house and i think it was in new hampshire maybe or i don't know uh, i want to say like new haven or i don't know something like that and tom thumb is the old um uh small person who worked with pt barnum and he was like part of the freak show and he was I think he was like a general or something Hmm. but apparently he had lived or owned or visited this house so it was called the Tom Thumb house it was really nice house um but my sister who I love dearly uh she had this weird reaction and she probably still remembers it vividly we had been seeing houses all weekend and this house she just cried like she cried uh she I don't know maybe she was she was older like she's five years older than me so maybe 10 and she just wanted to get out of the house she cried especially like we were by the outside she just she's like I have to get out of here I don't like it and we just thought you know oh you know Reagan is doesn't want to move or she's just tired or whatever but then we find out later that there had been kids buried oh my God. on in the property. Oh. And I think I think it was like I know on the property outside, but also I think it was like in the fireplace, below the fireplace. What? 
I think so. So oh it's so so like Reagan has these, and and I I totally believe that she has some sort of weird connection to like she had a creepy feeling. I didn't feel anything creepy. I believe it. But she, I know she did. Like yeah. her eyes were like, I've got to get out of here. Oh this God. is not she. So. Yeah, don't buy a house in New England. It's all creepy. Everything's haunted, you there's guys. There's bones everywhere. <laughs> Can you imagine just like, yeah, there's children buried under your fireplace. <laughs> just <laughs> be careful. So just, just, just don't touch Frankly anything. Terrifying. It was a really nice house, though. I wonder. Well, we're, we're the ones who are like, oh, let's find a house where someone's <laughs> killed and live there. Well, that's not, your body's not buried underneath. Yeah, guys, we're being specific here. If you're going to kill someone at house, don't don't bury don't, the body on the property and yeah. then tell us to live there. No, just, you need to, the body you needs to go. clean up your own mess. <laughs> God. So you have a weird, you told me a really weird oh my house God. story. My story's so dumb. Okay. No, I like it. I, I think, I don't know how old I was, like 12 or 13, <laughs> old enough to effing know better. And I went into my kitchen to get a snack, and I opened the fridge door, and something, like, came out of the fridge toward me and then ran away. And I don't know why, but in my mind, I'm like, oh, that was 100% a mouse dressed as a human. <laughs> so I thought, like, maybe there was just, like, a tribe of borrowers living in my house. Or you're reading too much Redwall. I'm... Okay, I was definitely reading too much Redwall. But, <laughs> but, but but something did come out oh, of the fridge. Oh, something did come out of the fridge, unless it was, like, just a weird, like, my brain malfunctioned or something. You were having, like, a weird... No, but if you saw something, then you saw... Was it during the day or at night? Uh, it was during the day. Oh, well, maybe... Oh, that's kind of gross. Did you ever get the sense that that had happened again? Did you see them? No. No? And I looked. Like, I, I was like, I'm going to check this shit out did you set traps no oh well you should have set traps i was a very smart child well if you're gonna trap the red wall red wall mice that live in your house i'm pretty sure they were borrowers borrowers. um yeah so that's my story it like oh god it just was so weird in the moment and then but i feel like i have that a lot where i'm like something happens to me but it's not really what i think it is and then i feel weird about it like a couple months ago i was in my bedroom in the middle of the night and I got up to go to the washroom yeah and someone was pushing like a shopping cart outside yeah. on the sidewalk and I looked out and everything was dark and creepy and the trees were all like pale gray fingers reaching towards me and I was like 100% sure that this person pushing the shopping cart was death and they were there to collect my soul oh my god and uh, it was the middle of the night. Oh, my God. So you didn't tell me that. Story. I had just woken up from, a, a, you know, some kind of dream, I'm sure. I just went oh. to pee. And as I'm peeing, I hear this horrible noise of someone, like, pushing oh. the shopping cart along the sidewalk. And I look out the window, and I just see them, like, slowly pushing the shopping cart. And something in my soul was like, that is death, and they're here for you. And they put your soul in the shopping cart? I don't know. I guess. Well, Death has to return to shopping cart at Superstore to get his loony back. Well, you know, if you go outside the certain, like, balance of the <gasps> shopping cart wheels stop working. How did he do that? <laughs> Obviously, Death is mad. <laughs> Are we sure Death is a man? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry to gender, I misgender Death. I think they would be a they. Yeah, I think Death is definitely a they. I don't think Death is gendered. No, no. But if you're Death and you, <laughs> if we're misgendering you, please. No, don't talk to pronouns. us, Death. Why? What? <laughs> and also, what's in your shopping cart? Like, be honest. Fritos. <laughs> Funyuns. Funyuns. I feel like if you're death, you can eat, like, shit and death you Death loves care. to snack. Oh, God. Well, you're on the go all the time. Yeah. You gotta you gotta keep those snacks packed. Those little... <laughs> you gotta get your Dunkaroos. Oh, yeah. Sunny D. <laughs> so delicious. 
I mean, I'm sure he's into all the sugary sweets. If death's anything like me, death loves Count Chocula. <laughs> well, you guys can like hang out. Maybe he just wanted. Maybe they just wanted to hang. Maybe death just wanted to hang. Yeah. Okay, death. If you're out there and you want to hang, don't talk to Allison. Don't take her, death. Hit me up. I need her. No. I'll give you my digits. No. <laughs> okay, I think that's it for personal. <laughs> Okay, so the last thing we're going to talk about is our predictions. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Courtney, what's it going to be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Yay, and I'm two for two. You're two for two. Okay, so here's a... The title of season one, episode four, it's called Conduit. What does that mean? (laughs) Okay, there you go. (laughs) That's your prediction. What is that? Well, a conduit is like... um, Is it like an electrical Well, yeah, I mean, I think... Well, I don't want to predict for you. No, just can you tell me the yeah, like dictionary ele- definition? Okay, of- let's. We're gonna look it up right now. So excuse my typing. I'm sorry, noises. I don't know that word. <laughs> I, I I have a feeling a conduit is like an electrical conductor. Thing. Yeah, I think I think if either of the electrical engineers we knew were here, <laughs> like you're wrong. It's oh, okay, here we. What is it? Conduit noun one a pipe tube or the like for conveying water or other fluid. Two a similar you. natural passage. Yeah. Three, electricity, a structure containing one or more ducts. Four, archaic, a fountain. Archaic, a fountain? So I think I think in this they're going for the third definition, which is a structure containing one or more ducts. Well, then that means that it's tombs again? It was like, no, I don't think it, it's tombs again. But I no. thought a conduit was like, it like, um, uh, electricity <laughs> was like drawn to it or something. Yeah, sorry. I'm distracted by the word of the day. It's punched. <laughs> Punched. What is that? Putch. Oh, it's putch. Punched. Oh no, it's it's a putch. It's a plotted revolt or attempt to. Oh okay. Anyways, oh okay. Anyway, not up. by by the word of the day. Okay, conduit. So okay, so it's not. I don't think they'll do tombs again because they're talking about oh, ducks. Don't like. I don't think it's. So that way. my first reaction is electricity. Mm-hmm. Um. So it, I'm gonna go with the electricity theme. Okay, so it's something to do with someone is conducting electricity or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something... I don't think it's another monster of the week. Yeah? Do you think it's aliens? I think we're going to go back to the aliens. Okay. So I think maybe um, it's... What's the fourth definition? A archaic fountain? Uh, yeah, that's like the archaic use of the word. Oh, 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 okay. Um, maybe they find the fountain of youth. So I'm going to go with... My prediction is we're going to go back to outer space aliens... Okay. And it's an electric... For some reason, I get the idea like conduits used in like communication. Is that kind of right? I don't know. Like telecommunication? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to get that feeling. Okay. But I'll use that as part of my prediction. I'm going to say that um, Mulder and Scully, or probably Mulder, uh, is using, is like trying to speak with aliens or aliens are trying to speak with him or something's trying to speak with him through electricity, through like technology. Exciting. That's going to be my prediction. Oh, I really hope that's true. That sounds really interesting. That sounds cool. Okay. You know how, I mean, you know how um, we're listening, like on Earth, we have big satellite dishes and we're listening into outer space. Oh, yeah. Maybe it'll be like something like that. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll do that. I'm into it. Okay. That's, I'm logging it. That's my prediction. You're locked in. 
Yeah, I'm locked in. It doesn't sound scary. No, it doesn't sound scary. So I'm good. (laughs) This one had an effect on me. Yeah, this one cut real deep. Okay. I think Um, we're going to call it. Yeah, guys. Thank you for listening to our third episode. And I uh, am really excited that you're hearing us talk. Yeah, and make sure that you email us at doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. We have Facebook. We have Twitter. We have Tumblr. Tumblr. Do all of those things. Yeah, talk to us, guys. Please. Okay, uh, until next time, remember, the the truth truth is out out there. there.